0: Welcome to the 163rd episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Endner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So, Roger, we're just rounding out earnings for Q3, and we have five wireless providers to talk through this week. Uh, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, Comcast, and Charter reported in that order. Who do you want to start with?
1: Well, start with the one that reported first, and that was AT and T. AT and T came in with four hundred sixty-eight thousand postpaid net ads. Was a good performance, down from the highs of like a year ago and such of like seven, eight hundred thousand. But this was still very, very solid. It rides on a even better basis of first net where they they worked really hard on it churn came in really spectacularly low both in prepaid and postpaid in postpaid was 0.79% leading the industry right a validation of their plan structure best deals for everyone both existing and new customers for every unlimited plan, right? Every other carrier puts a lot of uh, legalese around it and restricts it, like you have to be on that plan or you have to be best or whatever. For AT&T, that worked out really well. Their prepaid churn was 2.78, also lowest in the industry, you know. So from that perspective, they're doing doing well. They raised their uh, free cash flow guidance. Their fiber came through really strongly again. They launched AT&T Internet Air, which is their FWA product, came in at 25,000. You know, this is a start in two markets. I'm pretty sure they will roll out to more than two markets. Which So it, it's a start with, with this, actually, with the 25,000. They finally gained more internet customers than they lost because up until now they bled DSL and uh, a new York customers at a higher
0: Right. So copper has been a drag while well, fiber has been increasing. But now they've got fiber and FWA pulling so that their net net broadband is is going up despite copper losses. So I think they did it. They had a good quarter. One of the things that Stanky said, and I wanted to mention this because he wrote an article about this, uh, is he said they had a really good iPhone order. It's one of the best they've had in a long time. So we picked up on that when we were listening to the call. And one of the things that we we can do with our our pulse studies, we actually get device ID for respondents, right? And so we can see in real time folks coming in with new devices and you wanna tell us a little bit about what, what you found in the numbers that we pulled together. After, after seeing this, we pulled the numbers together for the big three as well as for Comcast and Charter. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what we found?
1: Yeah, well, we, we know exactly what hardware people have when they take our surveys. We can tell them exactly the device model to an absurd degree of, of accuracy. Even like with other devices, we can tell the variant of this was the AT&T variant, this is the Verizon variant, this is the T-Mobile variant, this is the Sprint variant, this is the Unlocked variant, to that degree. Anyway, so we looked at it and we, we listened to all three earnings calls, right? And AT&T said we had the best iPhone launch in, in a really long time. Verizon said then, you know, we targeted only to our best customers. And T-Mobile said, well, you know, people don't see that much reason to upgrade anymore because the devices are not that different. And it played out exactly like that in our numbers. AT&T had the most iPhone sales, T-Mobile the second most, Verizon the third most, what was absolutely fascinating is that three quarters come in at the pro and the pro max and i want to say thank you to monica at fierce wireless for publishing that article you guys should go and 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 look at it it's some of the interesting stuff that we do here where we can have like this this really very timely accurate insights we always try to look do we see what what we see in our numbers? Does this reflect in the comments and in the published numbers? And I'm so happy about how how accurate we are,
0: right? Yeah, I, mean, I think the other thing that's interesting, and you know, we, we we every year before the iPhone comes out, kind of do a little bit of a pulse check in terms of you know whether folks are planning on getting the next iPhone. And then, as as you say, we can measure it once we see it in market. One of the things that Verizon has done last couple of years is they've had fairly aggressive Q4 promotions, right? And it has to do Black Friday, holiday bogos, all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that we saw prior to launch that also corroborates the data we saw after the launch was that a lot of Verizon folks seem to be waiting for those smoking deals in Q4. So I think that's something we're going to be looking for in Q4 numbers You know, if if the tape plays out like it has the last couple years. You know, Verizon gets tends to have the most net ads in the fourth quarter historically, and if they're under the gun, what they'll do is they'll, they'll offer pretty good deals, right? So we'll, we'll see what happens in Q4 there. My expectation based on, you know, you're going to talk about the Verizon numbers in a second here, based on what they've been doing for the first three quarters of the year, my expectation is they will have lots of smoking deals in Q4 as well. Specifically, Black Friday.
1: We're going to call it now that Verizon will have smoking deals on Black Friday, because otherwise they will not make their the, the, the forecast that they made in the third quarter earnings call,
0: right? So so I foreshadowed it enough. Why don't you talk a little bit about Verizon, since they have a reported second? So
1: Verizon... Has had a better quarter than they had before. Combined, they had 100,000 smartphone net ads. But again, business, and that is predominantly small business and and, and medium sized business, saved the bacon, right? They had like 151,000 business SMB net ads in mobile, and they lost 51,000 in consumer. That, that churn is the highest among the three M&O's, which is like, if you know Verizon as long as I do, it's just like uh, unfathomable, 0.9% churn, T-Mobile beat them, Verizon beat them. It's like, what the heck, right? at t beat them. And the number of accounts has gone down again, so... They are getting more and more out of a shrinking customer base. So on one hand, congratulations. On the other hand, wouldn't it be nice to get more money out of more people, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the one thing I would say there, if I put my Verizon hat on, right, is that they've been in the midst of rolling out C-Band. They, they just got all of their C-Bands for the rest of the, of the country released and when we talked with Joe, he, he said they perform better in C-band markets, and we've seen that as well, right? So as they kind of tool up the network and, and give, you know, customers outside those top 46 markets the C-band experience, I would expect them to compare more favorably versus like a T-Mobile or an at t for example. And, and that's, you know, they, they got that spectrum just this quarter. So it'll be interesting to see if that changes some of the consumer numbers moving forward.
1: And fixed wireless performed, they're now at a run rate of around 400,000. And that's what they're executing on. And that's what they will continue to do so. T Mobile, the same way, they're all now coming in within 10, 20,000. And that's like their run rate. And Verizon is doing the same. What will be very interesting with Verizon, right, is they're still building out their C band, whereas T Mobile announced three hundred million coverage, right? They're they're kinda of in low band, like kinda of done, but not with 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 the FWA band. So,
0: you know, Verizon Things are looking better, right? Well, and they're still growing revenue, right? So which is what their what their stated goal is, right? I mean, you and I have different opinions on whether or not you should grow subscribers as well, right? But but from a from a financial perspective, they're they're trending upwards. Verizon
1: leadership team is executing on the metrics on which they're being rewarded. Hans went through that at one of the investor conference calls where he said like we we're, we're getting rewarded on on uh, revenue growth service revenue growth and and increased profitability and money talks and they're executing on the ones where they get rewarded on can't blame them for it right
0: which is fair yeah i mean the other the other thing i would i would kind of highlight for verizon is track phone Continues to be a drag, right? Like they lost two hundred and seven thousand prepaid subs. Now, you know, if you are going shooting for revenue, prepaid is not probably where you are aiming, right? But uh, you know, I, I was reading the the Sunday Brief that Jim Patterson writes, and you know, they're they're losing an annualized million prepaid customers a year now, which is a lot.
1: And they talked about that it would get better, and I don't think it will get better because. They are so dependent on Walmart. Walmart is prepaid's biggest sales channel. And Peter Adderton launched Mobile X there with some spectacular pricing. People who buy prepaid at Walmart are price sensitive and they are underbidding them.
0: Well, not only are they launched at Walmart, uh, over a 1,000 Walmarts, but they also have end caps right? So, and they're, they're good-looking end caps. An end cap is at the end of the aisle. It's the special display. Is your, you don't even have to go into the aisle. You could be walking down the main drag in the store. Jeff at Wave 7 has pictures of these, but you, you can see from about 100 yards because they're bright green end caps. If
1: Walmart is a cow, then this is the filet mignon, right? It's the best places you want to be in the store. And it's the one that are, are making disproportionate sales. It's like the game is rigged in Mobile access favor.
0: We'll see if we can include a a picture in the show notes for folks if they want to check it out. We
1: have some too, right? But yeah, Verizon, it's looking up. And traditionally, fourth quarter is by far the strongest quarter for Verizon. And I'm counting on that again. But I don't think it's a home run, right? But we're
0: seeing progress at Verizon. Speaking of home runs and, and baseball sponsors, as we go into the World Series here, Let's talk about uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile, right?
1: T-Mobile had another spectacular quarter. The only area where you would say like, where it wasn't like near perfect was the upgrade rate, right? It was a low upgrade rate, which is a double-edged sword because low upgrade rate means it drives your profitability. On the other hand, we know that customers who have older devices are less happy.
0: Well, and the comment they made around this was that they had a pretty embedded five G base already. They already have most of their customers have five G devices, and so I'm not sure I fully buy into this as a reason. But what they're saying is that everybody, uh, most folks on their network, can already kind of leverage the benefits of five G, and so they saw saw less less upgrades. I, I'm not I'm not sure I fully buy that, particularly since they just rolled out a new plan. That's hundred dollars a line. That allows you to upgrade. You know, basically once a year. Exactly.
1: So it, it, it bites a little bit itself in the butt. We launched this plan. That's it. Ideally, that that is exclusively focused on the people who want to upgrade quickly. It went down, and that's what we wanted. Really? No.
0: But but by all other measures, they're doing fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Eight hundred fifty thousand post phone ads. 380 or so fixed wireless. Their churn was 0.87, which is below Verizon. In business wireless, they beat also Verizon on net ads, which was 151,000 net ads. Life is good in Bellevue, Washington, right?
0: Okay, the other thing I would say is, and you mentioned it earlier, but I think we should reiterate, you know, that they've they've announced three hundred million pops covered too. So, from a network perspective, we should expect them to be competitive virtually everywhere, when that has historically not been the case, right? They're
1: still waiting for auction one hundred eight spectrum. So, auction one hundred eight was the two point five gigahertz auction for rural America. T-Mobile paid for the spectrum. Then the spectrum authority ran out and the fcc decided not to give the t mobile the spectrum until the spectrum authority is back which i think is unfair but you know at least comcast and charter will be happy because that means no fwa in, in these rural areas which for comcast and charter are very strong broadband markets and that means cable broadband markets and both comcast and charter are are Charter even more so are aggressively building out their cable in in these markets. And what they're losing in FWA, in the wireless market, they're making up, and in Charter's case more than making up by these RDOF build out. RDOF is the rural development opportunity fund where the government is contributing a part of the build out. Both Comcast and Charter are very successful in that. And with that, Comcast added 294,000 phone net ads and Charter added 594,000 postpaid phone net ads. And for being each in a little bit more than a third of the country, that's smoking numbers either way.
0: It's good for the Verizon wholesale number, right? And it's good for, obviously, Charter and Comcast as well.
1: Yeah, and and it's the the wins that they need, and it's the inoculation of their base against FWA, right? Because FWA continues to have spectacular FWA numbers. The people who, where FWA works, are very, very happy with it. By the way, we're seeing that already, also with internet air, right? We we have already internet air satisfaction numbers, which is pretty nifty. Two months in, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing I would say about FWA in relation to the charters and Comcast and other MSOs, for that matter, you know, one of the things that we've asked is is where our FWA folks coming from from a technology perspective we've been running this for a couple weeks we've we've got it running again this week and a plurality of of subscribers on fwa are coming from cable so in the sense that you know cable needs to hold on until doxis 4 gets here a little bit to be competitive with with fiber and and to kind of address the fwa threat you know, FWA is, is pulling a fair amount of folks from cable, right? So uh,
1: we knew that already.
0: Yes, yes. But to the degree, you know, I think the, the comment that you made to me was that it was it was murdering all these little DSL guys. And that's true as well. But but there's more folks coming from cable than from DSL.
1: Yeah, but it's murdering all to the little cable guys that, that usually don't yeah. show up, right? Yeah, I
0: mean, in, in varying levels of degrees, FWA is kind of murdering everybody, right? Yeah.
1: One way or another, and then the question becomes: When does this run out? And when you look at this, this four hundred, five hundred, thousand run rate, that is the run rate that Verizon and T-Mobile needs to make their forecast of five and seven million each by like end of next year, early twenty five. So they are like executing like clockwork against what they told at their respective investor days and the goals that they set out.
0: Well and Severt Sievert was a little coy about, you know, when they asked him about well, you know, are you going to do more with FWE? He said, well, you know, of we've got
1: to do more.
0: Yeah, of course he's going to do more. But I mean he, he specifically mentioned you know the C band they bought that they haven't deployed.
1: And AWS and all of
0: AWS, that. AWS, etc. Right? So they've got more room to run there.
1: T Mobile's motto is beat and raise. And the only way you can consistently beat and raise is, is when you stand back. By the way, congratulations to Verizon and at and also to do that a little bit. And that's why they beat their, their guidance rather than being a little bit too honest in the past. And then they just met it. And the street was like, oh, you only met it. And I'm like, it's like, come on. If you want to be lied to, or, or or like a sandbag too, and then you miraculously beat it every quarter, fine, if you want to play that game, we can play the game. And look, when that happened, both Verizon and AT&T stock price dropped by, uh, popped by like 8%. Glad we, we we got to the point where, oh, if you are a little bit more cautious with your guidance, you we will reward you. Funny how this works. I thought we were adults. Apparently not.
0: All right, well that rounds us out. I thought, you know, generally speaking it was a, a fairly positive quarter all around. Yeah,
1: despite all the truthsayers in in the financial markets that the the end is near, this doesn't grow anymore, and blah blah blah. It continues to grow. Then they're asking, where's this coming from? Why are my pessimistic things not happening? Well, maybe they're a little bit too pessimistic and there's a lot more vim and vigor in this market and in this industry than they thought it's a good industry
0: all right well thanks roger uh i always enjoy these quarterly earnings podcasts because we get to, to riff a little bit more but uh we'll talk to you next week talk to you next week bye